Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today is February 15th, 2022. It's a Tuesday morning in L.A., and Marcos Bugatti is on his way to a baseball game. Marcos is an extraordinary man in our world. He is and was a baseball player in his time, and I remember sitting with his mother at games where he was coaching my son, and his mother would say she never missed a game, and that meant every home game he's ever played. Imagine the commitment and the love of this game. So, Marcos, how are you today? Good morning, Nadia. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I know you're, you know, on your way to a game, and we got some time with you, and we really appreciate your time. Um, Tell me a little bit about your experience playing baseball. First of all, I just want to say thank you, Nadia, for having me this morning. It's, been, it's a pleasure for mine to be able to come here and, and be part of your show. Um, my, my experience in baseball, I got started playing baseball back in about 1992. I was uh, back then, that's a lot of years ago. But um, when I, got, I actually got plucked off a soccer field. I was playing soccer first before I started baseball, and there was a gentleman by the name of Mike Romero who was one of the local baseball coaches there that actually talked to my parents about signing me up for baseball. We, you know, we didn't have any idea about any baseball little leagues or whatever. So we got actually signed up, you know, with his help. And I you know, eventually I got on his team. And, and it was a blessing in disguise because I stayed with Mike Romero all through my years in Roswick Park playing, you know, pony baseball. And that man taught me a lot about baseball. I mean, that was the first uh, coach I ever had. And uh, a tremendous mentor, uh, not only to myself, but to m- multiple kids in the Roseville community back where I played at. And, you know, he's a, he's a big part of – kind of why I do things, why, why I continue through baseball. I mean, he, he showed me a lot of different things that uh, opened up my eyes to not just baseball, but different different life lessons. And uh, that's what motivated me to kind of keep going and, and extending my career all the way through high school, through four years of college. And now, you know, I've been coaching now, I'm going to say, I think it's about 15 years now coaching, 16 years. Also, I'm doing some scouting as well. So, you know, it, it's him instilling that love of baseball into me, um, has has kept me in the game as long as it has. I mean, now I'm going over 30 years involved in baseball, and I can't see myself really doing anything else. As you know, it's, it's a huge part of my life, and, and allows me to help a, a huge number of kids and players out there as well. You know, it sounds like 
Mike really had a very positive influence on your love of the game and and For him sure. being a part of you regularly. So he saw all of your growth. He knew how to help you. He knew how to reach you. Is that part of what motivates you to continue coaching as well? De- definitely, definitely. Yeah, Mike, you know, he, he set the example for myself in terms of, you know, being a coach, really. Um, he used to take a lot of his own personal time and would come and help us out, practice with us. Not just myself, but a lot of the boys that we grew up with. And, uh, you know, he, he would take his own personal time. There was no pay involved. There was no reward other than watching us, you know, become better. You know, getting better, become better baseball players, you know, we're better human beings. And, you know, I take that into my game as well as, as far as coaching. Um, you know, the monetary stuff is not really a motivating factor for me in this. But I, I like to see guys improve. I like to see guys get better. I like to see guys move on to higher levels and, and help guys get to higher levels than I've even been, which I've been fortunate enough to have, you know, multiple players of mine do that, you know, your son included. And, uh, you know, that, that's really the payoff for me. You know, if there's any monetary stuff involved with it, that's just a bonus. But I, I don't look at it as a monetary uh, motivating factor. It's more of the instilling positive values, instilling uh, uh, positive beliefs, and as well as discipline into, you know, a lot of players that I coach and, and that will help them in, not just in baseball but in life as well. Well, that's really important, like you said, to make us better human beings because at the end of the day, that's who you're dealing with, is someone who's a human being, who has feelings, who has love, who has passion, who has desire. And I know my, my son um, had you as a coach in his junior year of high school. And I remember he was moving up, and he was with his team. He always had and did well every year. And his entire team moved up to varsity except for him. And it really bothered him that he's like, why did – everyone else go up what what happened why wasn't I there and he was still a junior and he was on JV and he met you that was your first year coaching at San Marino High School and he really loved the game so much I remember you coming up to me and saying he just made me love baseball again all over again and the same thing was happening to my son your encouragement and your love of the game and your interest in watching your players grow, he felt on every level. Um, and my son, being autistic, you know, they, can't, they don't mince words. You know, they, they say what they mean and they mean uh. what they say, and they can't help it. And then he gets called up towards the end of the season to varsity because they had injuries and he went in and they started winning and I didn't know that they weren't winning prior and someone says wow it's so good they're winning again and I said winning they've been winning since he came in when were they losing because I was paying attention to JV and then my son after he was playing turned around and said to me you know what mom I know why God put me on JV so that I could meet Marcos wow that's the influence. Well, that, that's, that's a, um, that, that's that's a huge statement. I'm, really, uh, I, I'm glad to hear that. Really, um, you know, I had no idea that was the case. You know, that's really uh, really hits home. And that, that's really why, why I do these things, uh, you know, why I still coach, why I've been coaching, why I've been, you know, I take, I take baseball jobs when I can because I just love the game. I love the, the, the impact I can make on other people, um, the ability I have to influence uh, – Influence people in a positive light. I mean, that's really, 
there's really nothing better. I mean, I know, uh, you know, for myself, and being with other coaches, I've learned from a bunch of different styles. So for myself, when I when I started coaching your son, initially I had no idea that he was autistic. I, I found out maybe two three days in. I just you know I was just interacting with him, and he was a really fun kid. And then when I found that out, you know, I I, I didn't hold that against him or nothing. In fact, I think that was probably uh, probably a positive for him because he he never really looked at anything in a negative light. And 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 I actually kept him motivated. I think it was it was more so of me uh, just you know keeping it normal. I, I I didn't try to change things up uh, to make it special for him. I, I want to say, but I wanted to make sure he had the same experience that everybody else had. You know, that I wanted to make sure that he had the same uh, fun time that everybody else had. And I wanted it to be fun for everybody because it's baseball. It's a kids' game. It's a fun game. It's supposed to be fun. So I try to make sure that it's that way. And and. You know, I don't, I don't widen the goalposts or widen the home plate for anybody or shrink it. It's the same for everybody. So I try to make sure that if you're on my team, if you're one of my kids, one of my guys, I want the experience to be positive, and I want to make sure uh, you get the most out of it, whether it's, you know, advancing levels, expanding your game, or just having an overall great experience. I mean, that's really the, the end all. Well, that's what, that's what you do is you – it sounds like just the way you look at your players, you turn baseball teams into baseball families you know, guys who are connected forever once they've been connected through you because there was no special treatment anywhere. It was just the love of the game, and everyone gets to share that when they're around you. And, you know, you're quiet, but at the same time when you do say something, it means something to the players. So as you coach, when you look at the boys, do you look at them as younger versions of you? I look at what they're doing, you know, not so much younger versions of me. You know, everybody's different, and uh, you know that's that's the best part of this game, because I don't I don't look at them as younger versions as me because I know what I did or what motivated me, and but I look at them just as younger versions that I can help out because it also it also teaches me at the same time. If I, if I look at them just as myself, I'm going to coach them a certain way, and not every guy's going to respond to that. So really, uh, it allows me to to stay on my toes because I have to interact with different personalities. And, and I, I I actually enjoy that part of it because, you know, it, it teaches me, it keeps me on my toes, keeps me fresh, keeps me going, and it keeps it loose. You know, we want everybody to kind of have have their own personality out there. I don't like to turn any of my players or my teams into robotic players that just do exactly as I say, and that's it. You know, I, I, want, to, I want to get some feedback. I want to get some interaction because it just, again, it makes the experience that much better having the uh, different aspects of each person come out, each, uh, each kid show his personality and be comfortable around each other. I know, you know, growing up, uh, you know, I had a good example at home. My parents were, I mean, I think are perfect examples of, you know, how to how to go about things. My grandparents, same way, you know, rest in peace to three of them. I still got one left in me. But, you know, those those, those people set the groundwork for me in terms of how, how to interact with people and how to treat people. It was more of a, when you're around us, you're family. And that wasn't just baseball. That was anywhere. And, you know, so that whenever I was around guys, and, again, when I bring back, you know, Coach Mike Romero, he made that same kind of atmosphere. You know, we had teams from Rosemead Park when I grew up. We played together for 12 years, the same team, same kids. You know, we actually were playing wow. in the Sunday league together, and Mike was coaching us on Sundays. So it was it was like a family thing. And we still we still hang out and we still talk and try to have reunions when we can, you know, the same teams. And we're, we're still interacting 20, 25 years later. So, you know, that, that's definitely something that I, you know, I like to create. It does not. And, and then actually that's. 
in the end of the day, you know, not all of us are going to be major league baseball players. You know, some of us are lucky, some of us are not, and some of us just don't have the ability. But that doesn't mean we can't be something else in life. And, you know, we want to be able to share that the success of whatever it may be. If I want to become a doctor, a lawyer, a construction worker, a mailman, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, we want to be able to have that to create successful people in those fields as well. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think that, you know, you match energy really well. You can look at, at someone and say, okay, this is how they see the world. Let me talk to them in their mm. language. Let me reach them. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like you're doing and, you know, just putting words on it because baseball is a work ethic, right? It's It's something you show up oh, yeah. to every day. And some days are great and some days aren't. Some days are slumps and other times you're hot. But it's a long season. It's a long, it's a long oh, yeah. game even. And, you mm-hmm. know, there's, there's a strategy to keeping the players believing that your last bet is in the past. You can't do anything about it, but you can do something about the future, right? And, and all you can do is show up. You're, you're practicing, you have the tools, and you got a coach who cares about you. Who cares about Correct. you. And that's the biggest part yeah, that, of it, that, is that you do care. And, and actually, I mean, what's funny about it, yesterday I was watching a video online, it was a video of Mike Tyson, you know, kind of a clip, maybe a 20-second clip, and he, he was mentioning about, you know, being disciplined. And, you know, going back to what I said earlier, I'm trying to instill some discipline in players because, as you mentioned, you know, baseball is going to be tough at times. And actually, you're going to have more hard days probably than, than great days. Um, the, the great ones stand out because it's all, it always feels good when it's great. You know, you, you want to ride that wave as long as you can. When you have an awesome day, of course, you know, your emotions are through the roof. But majority of the time, you're going to have it, emotions either non-existent because it's just an average day or you're going to have some pretty bad ones because it was a bad day. But it's about instilling that discipline in order to understand that, you know what, we're going to play again tomorrow, no matter what happens. You know, if we do great, we're playing again tomorrow. If we do bad, we're playing again tomorrow. So you want to keep yourself in that middle, in the middle ground where you don't let the emotions you know, get the best of you. And actually, the quote that I was going to bring up about Mike Tyson, he mentioned something about discipline. He said, um, I'm paraphrasing here, I don't know if it's the exact quote, but it was more along the lines of uh, discipline is, is doing the things that you hate, but still doing them like you love them. So that goes hand-in-hand hand with baseball. When things are going bad, you know, you still got to go out there and do it. Like if you're going great and you love it because it, they will turn back around. They will get they will get back in order, and you will have a great day again. Just because it was bad today doesn't mean it's going to be bad tomorrow. So, you know, that's why I kind of try to instill that in the players because, you know, again, you're going to have bad days, and I've had those bad days. I've been a player, so I know the emotions of it. So I, I, try, to, I try to keep that in mind. Baseball is a hard game to play, and as a coach – I have to make sure I, I never lose sight of that because as much as I want to say, come on, do the job, I, I was once in their shoes and I once failed in the same exact aspect. So, you know, I have to give them an example of that and then also give them the tips to help them succeed the next time or keep them made. I messed up too, but here I am. You know, I've been successful in my career, so doesn't mean your career is going to go down the drain just because you had a bad day. So that's definitely uh, some of the stuff we try to try to steal and try to make sure that guys maintain in their mind while they're out here. Because baseball's tough. Just like life, it is tough, but you got to keep going out. You got to keep going about it because tomorrow can also be the greatest day of your life too. Isn't that crazy? I I found that sometimes when um, things are super successful for some players, 
they get scared, mm-hmm. you know, because they're like, oh, no, I'm going to have a game tomorrow, and what if I mess up now after that? And I remember hearing um, in high school one of the parents huh? say, oh, wow, my son just hit a home run. And then when he was up at bat again, he goes, I sure hope he doesn't strike out. And I thought, it's part of the game, right? <laughs> it's part of yeah. the game. And, exactly. and it's, it's the nature of the beast, you know. And mm-hmm. in a perfect mm-hmm. world, in a perfect baseball world, what would you want to make better in, in the world of baseball? Well, for my for my sake, I mean, I, I I think the game is as perfect as it is. I, I love it. You know, I, I don't think I would change the baseball aspect of it. I would just, uh, you know, for the players' mindsets and people's mindset about it, um, there's way more negative and positive. I mean, you look in the big leagues, the guy's hit 300, he's an awesome hitter. That means he's got successful three times out of ten. So seven times out of ten, you're not successful, but you can still be a great, your greatest hitter in the league. So, you know, same thing, I, I, I like to equate that to live stuff. You know, I used to joke around with, with my buddy of mine, who's now my compadre. We used to joke around, and, and back in high school, we'd have a bad test grade. You know, we'd get a test back, and it says, oh, Marco's got a 45%, for example. And I would tell him, hey, I'm still hitting 450, man. I'm still the best hitter in the league. And then we'll, get the, we'll get the next one. So I would equate it to baseball because, you know, that's, that's what we do. It's in the blood, you know, baseball. And they kept it loose. You know, I had a bad test score that equates to an 0 for 4 game with four strikeouts. Well, I can sit there and cry about it. Or I can make the adjustment and get better on the next one. And there's going to be a next one. And the next one comes and I get an 85% or 95% and we're back on track again. So, you know, that, that's really the, the, the thing that I try to instill. I, I try to equate everything around baseball because baseball is, to me, the, the ultimate metaphor for life because of all the different aspects. I mean, we really can only control what we can control, which is our job. You know, if I'm playing, for example, like your son being an outfielder, if I'm playing left field, I'm not really need to be worried about what the first baseman is doing. Let that guy worry about that. Let me handle my piece. You know, if I'm a batter, I'm not really worried about what the guy on deck is thinking. I'm worried about what my job is going on. So you want to just be able to control the controllables and, and not worry about too much of the outside distraction or outside noise or outside movement because that's that's really what's going to happen in your life as well. You're going to have stuff going around outside of you, that, that you know, pressure from looking at social media. Why am I not as successful as him? That doesn't mean you're never going to be. It's just that stuff that doesn't concern you. You're, you've got to focus on what you've got to do and your stuff, and you'll be fine. And that's that's one of the things I personally love when I know someone is a baseball player, is that I know that they understand the the bridges that it builds to life. But I also know they can mm-hmm. handle they can handle hard times. You know, they have the tools sure. to handle them because they've had to face themselves and and still stand up again, and still, like you say you know, get back up and show up the next day. But they can handle rejection well. And when they Correct. do their yes, best... You... What? I'm sorry? No, I was going to say, when, when they do their best, they also understand that that was my best. That was my best right now. And and they accept uh-huh. it differently than if they didn't try. Correct. So Correct. I yeah, have that, another question for you. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, I have another question for you as a coach. Uh-huh. When you get a new player, how do you break them into the pack? <laughs> well, first yeah. off, you know, when we get a new player comes around, I mean, right now I'll give you an example. I'm actually breaking myself into a new pack of guys because I'm actually, you know, I was coaching at, at San Marino with Tarek back in the day. 
and then I moved on to Pasadena City College. Then I was at Rio Hondo College for a couple of handful of years. East LA College for a handful of years. Now I'm back in the high school game at Covina High School. And I had to get myself – I had to put myself back into a pack. So I'm coming to a group of guys that already have been practicing and playing. Uh, my thing is just, just to treat everybody uh, with respect, to come in there and be open-minded to uh, guys' abilities and inabilities and be able to focus on how can I help either one of those. Um, how can I make their abilities better? And how can I help their inabilities become abilities? Um, with that being said, I, I try to keep it loose as well. I want them to be receptive to what I'm doing. I, I'm fortunate enough to be the assistant coach at this point. Where being the assistant coach, I don't have to be uh, so hard on the guys in terms of disciplinary and things like that. I get to be more of an interactive, fun-time guy. And that's kind of how I like to coach anyways, even when I was a head coach. But it allows me to be more of a, a, a guy they can trust and confide into when they're having some issues with their game because I, I, I'm taking them for what, what they got, what they bring to the table, and I'm letting them, hey, let me help you out. I'm here to help. So that, that's really that's really how I do it. And the same thing I would say going back to your initial question, how do I break them in? I'm here to help you. you know, come in and, and let's see what you got. Um, just kind of get the vibe of the players, kind of get in there and make some friends, talk to guys. If you're new to the team, go go and make some friends. I'll actually introduce – I'll actually tell some of the guys that are some of our captains to kind of include – uh, the new guys into the fold because we want we want we want our team to be on, on the same page. So, so that, that's the tactic I would use for a new guy coming in. For myself, that's how I would how I've been doing it for myself going into a new group. You know, keep it the same way. You don't want to you don't want to waver from who you are. You want to be who you are because that that just allows a different component and it allows them to see that there's more different tactics of, of learning. You know, I've coached with many different guys. I've played for many different guys, but too many to name. Uh, but I've taken bits and pieces from each of those guys and, and put into what I do, and I, and I still. I mean, it allows me to be a learner more than more than a coach. I'm actually a learner because every day I get to learn about how can I be a better coach. I, I'm not just coming out like I got all the answers, but there might be a different problem tomorrow, or I need to be able to present myself differently with a different group of guys, or we're having a bad day. How do I turn that around? So I, I learn off of the like you said, the vibe of the players, the the behavior the attitudes, but also um, just the situations that allows me to allows me to learn. So I don't look at myself as, as although I am a teacher and a mentor, I'm still a learner. The kids allow me to learn every day about how to how to better my craft and how to better them. Yeah, they say good leaders produce leaders, and it sounds uh-huh. you know that that's where you stand from. That you are a leader to them, but you're producing leaders out of them, even if they are just better at leading their own lives. I I remember telling my son when he was in high school, and by then you've already had a lot of coaches if you've been playing since Little League. And I told him, you know, you're going to still have many more coaches, which has happened. He's even gone as far as the Kansas City Royals, and now he's, you know, trying to reclaim ground back um, into the fold again. You know, COVID interruptions and different interruptions that came in and kind of influenced the sports world in the past couple of years but the coaches that stayed with him the ones who are in his heart and and walked and talked with him are you marcos and joey molina who you're still involved with and it's it's a beautiful trifecta because the three of you end up showing up at the same places even when you don't know the other one's going to be there (laughs) that's correct yes 
and, and actually, I'm just pulling up to the field right now to watch this game, and you know, I'm, I'm going to be pulling up right here with Joey Molina to watch these guys play and help uh, try to help some players move on in their careers as well. It's a great day for baseball. I know it was raining this morning. I don't know what it's like in Glendale right now. However, I I do want to thank you for caring about people's lives the way you do and for making a difference in people's lives. And we are some of those people that you reached, that you touched, that you grew, and that you're still with, that you're still with. That's something, you know, I remember my son saying when um, – I know it sounds funny to say this, but at PCC, Pasadena City College in California, um, they were debating whether or not when we had the economic breakdown, if they were going to keep the baseball team at the college or not. And he was watching this on the news, and, and he turned around and he said, Mom, being materialistic isn't wanting nice things. Everybody wants nice things. Being materialistic is wanting things over people because he looked at baseball oh, wow. as people. Correct. And, like, how could you put people second? And the one yes. thing you've never done was do that. You've kept them. And, and that, that's, one, that's one thing I, I, I try to, to instill in my guys. And, I, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in a pretty good college team out in Missouri, Culver Stockton College, uh, for Coach Doug Bletcher, and we had a lot of California transfers out there, so you know, it was a tough transition for us coming from L.A. to Missouri, and we had a lot of guys coming from San Diego as well, so Southern California to Missouri was a pretty tough transition, but we banded together because we were all facing the same uh, kind of culture shock, so to speak, and we just pulled for one another. Now, with that being said, it created a culture of becoming a great teammate and a great friend because to this day, I mean, I, I still talk with a majority of the guys I play with, and that's kind of the, the – and the overall message of what I'm trying to steal to these guys that I coach is to always be a great teammate and a great friend because that's what's going to be remembered when you're done playing baseball. If you ask any big leaguer, any, a lot of big leaguers that have been in the league for a lot of years, they don't miss the, the plane flights. They don't miss, you know, you know playing the game. Well, of course, they probably miss having some success in a home run or winning the game on a base hit or trucking a guy out. But they always talk about not hanging out with their buddies no more, not being with their guys that they were with for all those, those years or that, that amount of time. You spend with your with your with your brothers, with your friends, you know. So that's really what I try to instill in the guys is to be a great teammate and a great friend because that's something that's always going to stick. Uh, no matter how good your talent is, if you're a great teammate, you know you've done you've done your part in the game because um, talent. Everybody's everybody's playing days comes to an end at some point, but being a good friend, a good person, a good teammate, role model, father, brother, uncle, nephew, whatever, that that can be forever. And and it is. I I saw Wayne Gretzky speak once, and, you know, we all know he plays hockey. And um, they asked him after he retired what he missed most. And his answer was the pizza on the bus on the way home from games. <laughs> that was his answer. And because we all saw the rest of it. We were all part yeah. of the rest yeah. of it. There's There's another mm-hmm. thing about baseball that I love is each player's story. They all have a story of what kept them coming back. And I know you hear those a lot and the respect for those stories because it builds their, their entire life story outside of baseball as well. And, you know, you're, you're part of my, my family's story and we really appreciate that. And, 
you know, we can't thank you enough for the time it took. I mean, I remember you staying with him at times, and, you know, he's always asking questions because he thinks in numbers, <laughs> and you yeah, are yeah. always there, and, and, you know, with answers he could use, usable answers, not just, uh-huh. you know, go out there and do it, but this is how you go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. And that made a big but difference. But I, I appreciate that. I, I'm actually, it's my pleasure to be a part and still be a part of me right now when I get out of this interview here. I'm going to walk over to the field right now, and I'm going to see Tark in about you know, a handful of minutes from now. So I'll, I'll be out there kind of giving him some tips again of how to how to improve or kind of hearing how his game's going and how to maintain what he's been doing if it's been going great. So, yeah, it's, it's, been, a, it's been my pleasure. I mean, I know this, that's why I do it. I mean, I love it. I love the people. I love being able to help people, and that, that's really the, the the gist of why myself and guys like Joy Molina, guys like you know, Mac Pashorek, uh, you know why we do these things. Mike Romero, why we do these things? You know, we do this because we like to help others, and we like to see others be successful. It's a community, and you're a big part of that community. Marcos, thank you so much for all you've done. Thank you for being there today. The story is still in progress. I mean, you guys are all still doing what you're doing. Correct. You're all still playing. You're all still coaching. You're all still scouting. It, it never ends because the love never ends. And I really, I really just cannot believe that, you know, it took us to 2022 when we were in the late 2000s meeting each other. So um, this has yeah. really come full circle, and we're not done yet. You know, there's still a lot of people that are going to have the pleasure of meeting you and getting to know you and being influenced by your positive attitude and your love for baseball as well. Well, I appreciate that, Nadia. Thank you again for having me. Um, and I, I look forward to helping, helping out the next set of guys and continue to do that until I can't do it anymore. You got it. And I think I know our time is almost up. We have just a few seconds left, but I did just want to say go out there and play and, and touch those lives and enjoy today. Thank you so much, we'll Marcos. Do that Thank you. Bye enjoy bye. your day as well. Thank you. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.